0: Now this goes out to all of my beautiful people. I'm Jake Star. you know it's nice to meet you. 7.45 AM, catch me on the morning meetup. Hosted by David Shans. All right, let's jump into it. So today, today, we're talking about the psychology of consistency. This is very, very important. The psychology of consistency. How many people, throw it in the chat, are having an issue with consistency? You're having an issue with Like, for some reason you really have a strong inability to be consistent. You could do something for a little while. You could do something for a little while, but it never really lasts. Okay. I'm going to go through the psychology behind it. Okay. This whole month, we're talking about the psychology of success. So, as we've been reading, if you guys read the book, uh, Psychology of Money, which is our book club read, okay? If you get it today, you got to read 20 pages to catch up. But if you can't read 20, read 10 or 11, 12 or whatever, just you want to catch up with us, okay? But there is, it's it's not about your skill or your ability. There's something wrong with your philosophy or your perspective or your point of view about something. So I have I have an ability to produce. But the way I looked at production was I'm going to serve my community. And serving my community means I don't charge anybody anything. That's what serving your community is. It's not like you benefit from the service of your community. And somebody came to me and said, David... Have you ever read a book that you didn't pay for? That's what I think about it. He said, okay, I'll give you a different question. Have you ever lent out a book that the person never read? Like someone comes to your house and says, oh, let me read this book. One, they never read it. Two, they never give it back. And why do they never give it back? Because they are be like, oh, I'm not finished it. Well, they're never going to finish it because they didn't pay for it. He said... When you give your friend a book, are you doing them a disservice? You're being nice, obviously, letting them read a book that's on your bookshelf that you're not going to read. But he said, actually, you're crippling them because if you don't allow them to pay for the book, they won't really take action. One of my friends, Neil, he says, "Um, uh, when people don't pay, they don't pay attention. My philosophy on it changed, and what happened was, I had a whole bunch of people in my community that weren't getting results. And when I started allowing people to invest in themselves, they started getting results. Y'all so crazy. Some of my friends are at a severe disadvantage because I won't charge my friends anything because I I feel I don't want it to like strain a relationship or they start looking at me like, oh, you charging now? Come on, you my boy. And I will give them information, but really I'm crippling them because I'm not allowing them to pay. So the point is, once someone changed my perspective on making money, I started to make more. It wasn't that I got to be a better teacher or a better coach or I got a better program. It just my philosophy, my perspective on things changed. Okay. So I'm going to attempt to, a change, to change your uh, perspective or give you some things to think about when it comes to consistency. So here we go. We're going to start here. Consistency only exists with a definitive goal. Okay? If we're taking a note, consistency, it only exists with a definitive goal. If you have um, an issue with consistency, the first place I want you to check is the clarity of your goal. The clarity of your goal. Some of us don't have a clear goal. We're just doing stuff. We're doing stuff that seems good in the moment, and we can't be consistent because we don't really know where it's leading us. Clarity of goal. Check this out. And I wrote about this in my book. When do racers run the fastest? When? When do racers run the fastest in a race? Can anybody think about that? When do they run the fastest? At the beginning, at the end, at the end. The last leg. Hmm. That's very interesting, isn't it? Really, they should run the fastest. In the beginning or a little bit after the beginning, because you start, you come out the blocks and you're running as hard as you can to get the momentum. And that should be your peak speed, because at the end, you should be exhausted. Am I right? You look at the a whole race. Why wouldn't you be exhausted at the end? Long distance to the beginning, get out in front. But check this out. If two people are running long distance, by the time they see the finish line, are they running faster at the end or at the beginning? If it's two people, two people there, two people there, I'm saying, let's just say it's long distance. Let's say it's long distance. And they see the finish line, they're probably giving their all at the end. This is like, this is like, this is really like, this is like, this is, if, if you think about it, it doesn't really make much sense because they should be fatigued. Now, why aren't they fatigued? Why is it that you can turn it up at the end as soon as you see the finish line? Why is that the case? It just doesn't make sense. But it goes back to my point. Consistency only exists with a definitive goal. You will go harder when you're clear on the goal. But if you have no idea where this finish line is coming, it's going to cause you to focus more on your fatigue. You can't be consistent if you don't know where you're going. Am I right? Okay, y'all with me? So the first thing I want us to check is How clear is the goal? How clear is the thing that we want? Take this note too, because some of you may need it. Change the directions, not the destination. The destination should remain the same. Now, sometimes directions change because there's there's a detour or you feel like the way you're going is the long route and you found like a shortcut or something some sort of, uh, 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 um, I don't know, some sort of overhead bridge that gets you there faster and around all the traffic and something like that, right? But don't change the destination. I think many of us are changing the destination, not the directions, but we're only changing the destination because the directions are getting hard. And we say, well, let's just go to somewhere easier, something easier to get to. Check this out. Here's another point. The strength of the commitment Is matched by the clarity of the goal, the what it is, how you're going to get there, and your likelihood of attaining it. What the thing is, what the goal is, what the destination is, we got to be clear on that. We also have to be clear on how we're going to get there. So some of you hear me talk about it all the time. I am big on strategy, planning, how I'm going to get something done. And a lot of times that involves a who, who. okay, I'm like, yo, how am I going to get this done? Who do I need to get this done to fill out this particular strategy? And once I get clear on that, I can be consistent in the activity. But if I'm not clear on where I'm going, I'm probably not going to keep going there. If I'm clear on where I'm going, but I'm not too clear on how I'm going to get there and it's really fuzzy, that will cause me to be mentally fatigued, emotionally fatigued. That will cause me to stop going the place that I want to go to. Even though I'm clear on the destination, because I haven't spent time getting clear on how I'm going to get there, sometimes we'll fall off. Now, I don't want that to impede your activity. Because you don't really need to know, like, it it will never, I, I need you to be clear on the fact that you'll never be crystal clear on how you're going to get there, but you do need to create a play, run the play on what you think is going to take you to get take for you to get there. Okay. Some people are going to quit because they don't know how exactly they're going to get there. Most successful people in the beginning don't know exactly how they're going to get to a destination. However, they are moving in a clear path of what they think is going to get them there. Does this make sense? I'm not. If it's not clear, I'll explain it further. Let me know. Y'all got it? Y'all understand? Okay. I want you to begin at least at least creating a blueprint on where you want to go and get clear on that plan. Now, that plan may not lead you to success. However, if you're clear on how you, perc- you feel like this plan is going to work out, it will help you to be consistent in the long run to keep running that play. Does that make sense? And also, I think... That will create the last part of that, which is your likelihood on attaining it. Because if you're clear on a destination, you create some sort of plan on how you feel like you're going to get there. It will create your, it will raise your likelihood of attaining it because you came up with a really, really good plan. Okay. All of this is rooted in faith. Your faith in the destination. Now, Faith, I believe, is measured in a couple things, time and, like, the severity of the distractions or trials or issues. Faith is measured by two things, time and the severity of distractions or kind of like the trials or the issues. Let me give you an example. There's a story of a guy who got out of a, like, he's in a boat surrounded by water. He gets out of the boat. And he has faith that he's going to walk on water. Believe it or not, the guy gets out of the boat and starts to walk on water. This is crazy. Y'all, ever, y'all, y'all know the guy. Think his name was Pete. Let's just call him Pete. <laughs> Let's call my man Pete. He gets out of a boat and begins to walk on water. He has faith. However. He didn't have faith forever. His ability to walk on the water was based on his faith, but his faith was measured in time. So you have faith for a little while. But so in some of us, we have faith for a little while. We can't say that you don't have faith. Everybody has faith. But... The real question is for how long? When you start creating your concept of your business or you start designing your logo and you start getting some support from your friends and family, you have faith that this is going to be the business that changes your life. You're going to make millions. You have faith in that. But for how long? And the how long the time is based on... (laughs) the severity of the distractions, the trials, or the issues that, you, that come across. So my man Pete gets out the boat, he begins to walk, he has faith, but then what happens? He starts to notice that it's not that smooth of a ride. He's walking on water thing, it's hard. He sees all the winds and the waves, and it gets scary, and you see all that stuff, and you're like, Yo, I thought, I, I thought I could do this. How many of you have taken two steps? You've taken three steps, but then trials come. Life comes. The wind waves come. And you say things like, I thought, I thought I was sure I did. I just, and you really forget the first couple steps that you took. You forget the feeling that you took. But once you notice all the distractions, it becomes, it's like, whoa. And based on the severity of the distractions or the trials or the issues that you are going to face, it is going to impact your faith 100%. So I I do have kind of, I guess, kind of two points. Well, one point, I want you to adopt two philosophies, okay? One, write this down, one more day. Just say to yourself, one more day, one more day, one more day. The point of, like, at the point where you're about to quit, I need you to just do, just one, if you could just do it one more day, just one more day, just one more, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more day, one more day. Listen, I worked at the Cheesecake Factory, again, six years, but a couple years into it, I had to adopt this philosophy and say, yo, if I'm, I'm in, I, this... This manager here? Oh, I ain't, I'm i not with this. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here one more. Day. I know one more. She get on my nerves one more time. I'm out of here. And I was able to be consistent because I just kept telling myself just one more day. I'm asking you. I'm begging you, pleading with you. When you start seeing the wins, waves, distractions, remember, 80% of this game, and I'm making up the 80%, but it seems that way. Most of the game is in consistency, doing the same thing over and over again, reviewing your work and getting a little bit better. The first thing is you just have to say one more day. And the second part is one more time. One more day speaks to the timing. Because if you can do it one more day from today, you've done it two days. One more day from two days, three, a week, a month, a year, you'll look up and you've been doing it one more day for three years. So the one more day speaks to the time, but we still have to handle these distractions and the winds and the waves. The second thing I want you to say to yourself is just one more time. I can endure this just one more time. I can endure this just one more time. I can be hit by a wind just one more time. Listen, I I took the first hit. I I could take a hit one more time. Look at all the stuff you've been through. You know what I mean? Like, think about, really think about all the stuff that you've been through. Come on, man. What you're going through right now, you can't go through that one more, one more again? You can't do that one more time? You got over it. Check this out. I was just talking to one of my brothers at church the other day. Everything. Think about this. And just check me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not always right about stuff but every negative thing that has ever happened to you after you've gotten through it it's blessed you in some way am i right everything every yo i cannot think of one negative situation that while i'm in it i feel like i'm going to die you ever been there i feel like this is this is insurmountable but everything I thought was insurmountable, I got over it. Look, imagine imagine losing someone. Imagine losing someone. And I've been here, uh, both of my parents. I no longer have either one of my parents, the people who created me, the people who knew me the best, know me the longest. While you're going through it, how can you how can you explain how can you explain that to me that everything's going to be okay other than telling me everything's going to be okay but while I'm in it while I'm in it I'll never get that person back There's only one of them but going through this scenario which was crazy when I lost my father I felt like the only... Man in my life that truly had my genuine interest at heart. The only man in my life who truly cared about me and me being better. And I got I got a bunch of notes, but I'm not going to stay here. What happened was when I lost my father, I thought it was just, it was over and I just wanted to be in my room and never come out. But that scenario allowed me to love my mom even more because I began to practice gratefulness. The fact that I had one more that I could potentially lose, I'm going to lean into that relationship. And ever since that moment, I began to lean into the relationship with my mom and it changed my life. And I don't have any regrets after my mom passed, but even when that happened, I'm still affected. I am not over that not one bit. However, even though that has been the most tragic thing in my life, it has allowed me to lean into the people that are still here. So just one more time, I can go through this one more time. I love one of the people that I have now and then at some point one of those people may leave me and I I'll have to stomach this issue But I can even go through that situation one more time as long as I have more people to love on. So stop crying about the thing that you're going through and just get through it one more time. You'll be fine. I'm telling you. Somebody steal from you. You can get through this one more time. Okay, here we go. You keep getting better if you're consistently attempting to beat your last score. So we can take that note. You'll keep getting better, you'll keep getting further, you'll keep progressing if you're consistently, consistently focused on beating your last score. One of the things that's going to kill your consistency is because you're not measuring up to somebody else's score. You're trying to beat somebody else's score. I'm talking to myself. I see the comparison of people that are in my space and I got to beat them. But if I do better this month than I did last month, it will consistently show growth. Now, if we don't really know our destination or how we're going to get there, we're probably not tracking how we're progressing. And if we're not tracking how we're progressing, it'd be impossible for us to beat our last score because we don't even know it. We don't even know what our last score is. How are we going to beat something that we haven't been able to track? So you just have to start looking at what did you do last month and beat that? Y'all with me? And if you haven't been tracking it yet, I'm asking you for the month of June. I want you to just start tracking your your progress in June. Your objective in July is to beat your last score. That will be a surefire way for you to be consistent. I'm telling you, you're going to have to unfollow some of the people in your your field because you keep trying to compete with them. And they're not trying to compete with you. They probably compete against their own last score. But if you're trying to compete against somebody else, You're not even on that level. It will kill your consistency. You'll quit. And what would happen? This is what will happen. You'll end up looking for someone else's record to beat. Here's the point. If you're not trying to beat your own last score and you're looking at other people and you're trying to beat their score, if you can't beat their score, you're going to try to find somebody else to beat. Someone easier to fight. Meaning you'll start to lower your goals to be able to feel good about beating someone else's last score because you couldn't beat the original person's last score because you weren't even looking at your own last score. I'm asking you to stay focused on you in trying to progress yourself. Does this make sense? If it's making sense, let me know. If not, I'll go back over it. I'll go back over it and maybe come up with some sort of other example. Okay. All right, cool. Here we go. This is this is good too. And hopefully I, I, I'm gonna try to wrap up so that we can kind of get into Q&A. And I always say that, but I never do because I'll be getting long-winded. But here's the thing. A lack of consistency derives from a lack of commitment. A lack of consistency derives from a lack of commitment. So if you're not being consistent, it's not because you're not consistent. It's just because you're not really committed. You're not committed to it. It doesn't have anything to do with consistency. It has everything to do with commitment. Are you committed to this thing? But here's what's crazy. A lack of commitment is rooted in a lack of interest. You think you're interested in going to the place that you say you wanna go to. You think you're interested in your goal, but you're not. If you are not consistent, it's probably because you're not committed but you're probably not committed because you're not as interested in the thing that you say you want. It's easier to say it, but you're not super interested in it. But let me give you the formula, let me give you the formula that's affecting your lack of interest. What I want now versus what I want in the future. There is a relationship between what you want now and what you want in the future. I really really want to What's really going to be telling about this whole process is what you're truly interested in, okay? So we can't be consistent with the same person, let's say. And I'm not saying like marriage is easy or dating. Let's just go with dating, right? You can't consistently date somebody because you're not necessarily committed to the idea of being consistent with one person. But you're probably not focused on that commitment because you're not super interested in being committed to anybody to be consistent. But the only reason you're not like super interested is because you want what you have right now. You want your freedom versus companionship. Your true interest is yourself. I'm gonna go through it one more time, then we'll kind of I'll, I'll, I'll land the plane. There's a couple of things I want you to check. I don't need you to check your consistency first or your commitment. I want you to check not even your interests, but what do you want now versus what you want in the future? What do we truly want in the future? If you aren't clear on the goal of what you want in the future, you're probably gonna accept the things that you have now. That's what's affecting your commitment, which is affecting your consistency, your interest. If you're not being consistent, it's because you're not truly interested in the goal. Am I right? You're not interested. Now, how do we raise interest? Well, probably getting into something that we're super interested in. And people, it's, I hate that it's a cliche But it's one of those adages that say, um, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, I do believe you have to involve yourself in something that makes you happy. Somebody asked me a question, too. They said, um, when do you feel like you arrived so you don't have to work as hard? And I wasn't super clear on, I didn't understand what he was saying. I don't understand the question, really like genuinely. It's not even like I'm I was playing I was like, I don't understand. He said, when do you feel like you'll like stop working? Like when do you feel like you you've gotten to a point where you don't where you where you no longer have to work? And I really had to think about that thing. I was like, well, the things that I do make me happy. If I didn't do those things, I probably wouldn't be happy. So I'm blessed to have picked a field of something that I am genuinely interested in doing right now every single day. Yes, I'm focused on the goal, but like I, I'm in something that I'm genuinely interested in. Listen, if I could just interview people or I could coach entrepreneurs every day, I'm happy. That's why when I'm on vacation, I still be jumping on the calls. Not Not because I'm working. It's because this is what I'm interested in. And if you try to take what I'm interested in based on your idea of vacation, you're not making me happy. So I think it's like it's more work to not do work because now my mind is thinking of ways to get happy when I know how to get happy. It's crazy. I get to work. So I'm interested. People are like, yo, you're a good interviewer. No, I'm not a good interviewer. I am interested. (laughs) I'm interested right now. I'm interested in these people, which allows me to be like committed to the fact that I get to learn stories and all that kind of stuff. And it keeps me consistent. That's been my whole formula for consistency. Okay. All right, cool. Let's, 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 let's get, let's get to some hands, man. I want to talk. I want to, let's get in some Q and A, man. The morning meetup, I love y'all, man. Now, this goes out to all of my beautiful people. I'm J Star, you know it's nice to meet ya. 7 a.m., catch me on the morning meetup, hosted by David Shane. David Shane, David Shane.